all of us are wearing fucking sandals. We're fighting demons. We're fighting like things from hell. We're fighting trained soldiers. We're all wearing Jesus sandals. Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm Nick. I'm Amanda. I'm wondering why uh, Sniper ruined our intro. All right, go ahead and get it out there. I always cut the the first part out anyway. Oh, shit. I know that. Now nobody knows what I'm talking about. (laughs) Now it's definitely ruined. (laughs) Yeah. You ruined it. Well, he does have something to uh, talk about. We want to remind everyone about our Game of the Year episode that's going to be first episode in January. Uh, Sniper, what's that going to look like and how can people get involved? Okay. So you can head to Discord to get involved with that. You can record your Game of the Year episode and we'll play it live on the show. And I think you should. I think you should do that. But if you are microphone shy, you can also type it and Emilio will orate your Game of the Year um, and his finest accent. In the voice of a sprinkler. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And remember, it doesn't have to have been released this year. You just have to have played and discovered the game this year uh emilio do you remember your game of the year from 2016 fuck no was it doom no yeah uh no probably could have been it 2016 oh it was overwatch it's got to be overwatch uh did we give it to overwatch i don't know what was it uh life is strange you know yeah and you out there listening might also forget your game of the year and wouldn't you want to just Go to this episode 27 years oh, from wow. now and be like, ah, in 2022, my game of the year was read live on the DLG podcast. So, you know, just another reason out there for you to head to it. Archiving. I, yeah. I, I see what you did there, man. I appreciate <laughs> you. Thank you. And thank you for your angles. You odd little duck. <laughs> All right. uh, um, why, how did our stream get messed up? Uh, I don't know. No clue. That's what I was trying to That's say. That's his odd angle intro. right there, dude. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Jesus. I don't know how that happened. All right. I'll fix it. But in the meantime, let's talk about some games on the radar, games that have come to our attention this week. Uh, really quick. I don't know why it just jumped into my head right now, but me like drove, cried all the way home right now. They just missed going to finals, state finals in the robotics competition by one position. They were like ninth. No, yeah, sucks. that sucks. Yeah, that sucks. I meant to bring it up, but all right. Now that we're on a doubter, let's bring it back up with some video games. Remember, if you are a DLG fan, call the uh, robotics division that uh, Mila's a part of, and then just call bullshit. Just, just make sure she gets yeah. through it right. Just physically, don't do yeah. that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Do not do that. That was a joke. I don't feel like getting arrested. Um, and oh, one more thing on the calling in and the. Whatever you can actually influence the game of the year, um, if we we have enough votes for something from the people, the people speak. This is democracy over here. So it has had it had influence before. Like um, I think Hades was just like overwhelming. Dude, that was going to be the game of the year. Everybody loved it. It was yeah, only my choice. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, uh, so I don't have anything for on the radar this week, but I did want to mention that the Game Awards are going to be December 8th on Thursday. Um, we're going to try to get on Discord and watch it together, although, you know, people got lots of plans, so I don't know if that's going to happen. But uh, hopefully, if we do, you can join us there. Um, 
I always like watching these. Uh, I, I enjoy watching them live, but it does take a long time watching them live. They usually run about three hours. And if I catch the replay, I can kind of speed through to the parts that I want to see. But yeah, we'll see what um, what everybody else says is the game of the year. Yep. I, I always watch it in, in fast forward afterwards, usually, because, you, you know, it's so much easier. To, there's so much less cringe if you do it that way. Uh, but you do miss oh, the good that. parts, too. Um, so first game on my radar is uh, Dungeon 100. Not really interested in playing it, but I do want to talk about a mechanic in it that I see is pretty cool. Um, so it's kind of like a dungeon crawler where you get crazy abilities that are card-based. And it looks like you can stack them together and um, get hyper-powered, kind of like a lot of the games that are coming out right now, the the survival, the vampire survival games. But I, the one mechanic that I want to like extract from this and maybe make somebody make another game when you beat the game you your last run that run that you beat the game with becomes the boss that you have to be on the subsequent run how clever is that so basically you have to get at least as strong as your last run or your best run to beat the game again i thought that was so clever so I hope to see that mechanic in another type of game. But who knows? This might be a good game. It only has 700 reviews. What's, what's the percentage on that? 89%. So maybe it's not a bad game. You know, I, I just don't really like the look of it too much. Maybe I'll give it a try on, on a sale. I don't know. But yeah. What cool is that idea. developer? I don't uh, even know what language that is. I can't see too well from here. I don't know. Korean? Looks like Thai. No, that's no. definitely not No, Korean. that's... Hmm. Yeah, I'd that's not Korean. Korean. No, I have, I have an infographic for this. What do you mean? Have really? you guys seen this infograph? Yeah, I have it uh, hotkeyed oh. here. Uh, okay, so Japanese is sharp, stabby letters mixed with loopy, adorable letters. Uh, let's just quickly <laughs> scan this. I think that's Chinese. Various yeah. types of buildings under attack by various types of flying contraptions. Mm. Is that what you guys see? Yeah, that's that's it's Chinese. Hundred yeah. percent. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Dude, that infographic's the best, by the way. <laughs> yeah, Korean is the only one that has circles. It's yeah. make, it makes fun of you. It's because it's all faces. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Who's up next? I'm done uh, talking you... about that. So, speaking of games that we probably won't play, but seem kind of cool and nifty, uh, I have Sub Rove Underwater Discoveries. It's like a it's a game. It's already out. I think it's twenty dollars American. I think it's on sale as well. But you control a rover that goes underwater, and you make like underwater discoveries. You have like a bunch of like knobs and stuff like that, and you have like buttons that read like a real control panel. Um, it's a very peaceful game, from what people have been saying, and it's uh, there is progression and things like that. It's just like uh, really how much you like the water. This is what I, I'm not a big deep sea person. Uh, the last time I was in the open sea, I got chased by pufferfish, which was kind of scary. Um, but if the you're into like, around, dude. huh? They're so cute. Yeah. So what ended up happening? I mean, I'll elaborate a little bit. Uh, I was on a cr- like this mini cruise with my parents when visiting Hawaii. I was like 12 and they were like, Oh, there's like, Hey, look over there. There's a, there's a water trampoline. Go ahead and get on it. Cause we had like an Australian guy is like the fucking uh, thing, whatever. 
And I was like, cool, I'm going to jump on the water trampoline. And then I, and then I, I fell off and I'm like, all right, I'm going to swim back to the boat and get on it. D- people start throwing fish like food off the side. They're like, oh, look, fishes. I'm like, oh, cool, fishes. And I stick my head under the water and I re- like realize it is just a school of puffer fish, like at least like 50 of them. And they're all swimming towards me because people are throwing food at me to include my own brother. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, fuck this. I, I swam as fast as I could to the fucking boat. But uh, are they poke? Are they are they venomous? They're venomous? V- extremely. Oh shit! Not only not only that, but you have to have a license in Japan to be able to sell them to eat. Yeah, because like I think only had- one slice is like un- non venomous or something. Yeah, we all saw the Simpsons episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, Subrove. It's like just like a, you control a little rover underwater. And you make discoveries and you interact with stuff underwater as well, and take video and all this kind of stuff. I don't know. I just thought it was cool. I thought it was chill. I think it's a game that you just get really blasted and play and you just enjoy your afternoon. Uh, James Cameron's doing a lot of like media right now because Avatar 2 is coming out. And uh, I love the story of he was like, I really want to take a submersible down and check out the Titanic. And uh, I saw the price tag on. I was like, oof, I better get universal to pay for this and then he wrote titanic <laughs> he wrote titanic just so that he could take a submersible and get those shots at the end of the movie where the credits are rolling those are just that's what he wanted to do he wrote one of the greatest movie or the highest grossing movies of all time so that he could get a fucking license to go do that for free crazy man uh, dude that's so crazy there's got to be so many like crazy shadows and shit when you go underwater and you have like those lights but speaking mm-hmm. of shadows we have shadow overloading what is that days yeah, so <clears throat> Shadows Over Loathing is a RPG that seems to have some elements of like a tactical RPG in there. It is a stick figure, and it's apparently like a stick figure comedy kind of uh, adventure RPG where, yeah, you're going to fight some things, solve some puzzles, and you're just like, you know, this dude walking around. Of It's It's got kind of like a uh, mysterious trailer and, like I said, a lot of comedy with it. But I do like the art style, even though it's a stick figure. You would think that it's super basic, but it seems like they've got a lot of audio added to it. Like if you walk across a wooden floor, you're hearing like the wooden floor. So it does seem like there's a lot of effort that has gone into this, even though it's stick figures. And like that's part of the aesthetic and the appeal and kind of the humor of it. It's got an overwhelmingly positive review or review, sorry, 97% out of over a thousand uh, is overwhelmingly positive. Uh, and it seems like people are enjoying this so far. It is $23, which is probably a little on the steep side, but it still looks good. Um, a lot of people are highly recommending it, though. Uh, Do you remember so. when this kind of shit would be like on Newgrounds or like Flash games like and stuff like that? Well, now, they would look like this for sure. Yeah, three dollars for Homestar like Runner, and then but... you you would start it, and then like you would get like some questionable like hentai advertisement, and then you would have to like click fifteen pop ups just to play the game. But you <laughs> actually enjoyed the hentai as well. Nah, uh, you know when you're when you're eleven, you get whatever you can take, right? Yeah, but right. uh, this this, this seems right? kind of interesting. I like the little like strategy aspect to it, and the, <laughs> just how simple the graphics are and shit. Overwhelmingly yeah, it seems positive like with they... a thousand reviews. Overwhelmingly. 97%. Yeah. 
And a lot of people are saying, too, that, like, it's loaded with jokes and puns and puzzles and mystery and, like, combat. Like I said, the combat seems to be turn-based, which is cool, uh, like a tactical turn-based. Uh, there is, like, the music is really solid in it, and the audio that they've put into it and what they've recorded into it is super good. So it's kind of like they didn't put really shit into graphics, even though that is part of the joke, I think, and exactly what they're going for. But they put a lot of effort in the music and the audio, which I think is cool and nice. Are you going to pick it up, Dave? Uh, I want to. I don't know about twenty three dollars though. Yeah, it's a we'll see. Speed. I kind of feel like it would be like a game pass game, like a game pass game for sure. But like twenty three dollars, I don't know. That's what wish list for 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 sales. I'm gonna put it on my wish list right now. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it is that time of the year where it's just sale after sale. Yeah, yeah. you know what? Uh, it's just yeah, that's true. We've got a lot of sales. And, uh, you know, you don't want to be left in the shadow of a good sale, and you definitely don't want to be left in the shadows after loathing, but you know where you're going to be left in the shadows is probably in Broforce <laughs> if you're not bro enough for it, right? Yeah. So, yeah, tell me about that Broforce <laughs> Forever update, dude. Uh, so, Broforce has not had an update in years. Um, if you don't know what Broforce is, I have two links in here, uh, Christian. The first one is the original game. Uh, that was their 4th of July update. From That was the last one they got. I want to say it was at least three or four years ago, this update. I don't know. Uh, if you don't know what Broforce, Bro, Broforce is, it's a side-scrolling action game. I guess closest thing you could say would be um, maybe, uh, what's that? Um, ah, shit. Maybe Contra. Contra-ish, I guess. But it's very comical. And so many, uh, there's a lot of like chain reactions. Like you throw a grenade and then that blows up a barrel. The barrel goes flying across the screen and kills you like and you there's no way you could have prepared for it it's just like crazy chaotic mess and it's also four player co-op so it actually gets harder the more players you have because more chaotic things can kill you like you just you know just random explosions and but it makes it more fun too because you're just constantly dying and uh all the characters are like 80s action heroes um so but they don't actually call them who it is, but so they call it, it's like a bro version of that. So you have like bro Lee instead of Bruce Lee and, uh, bro heart instead of brave heart, stuff like that. And, um, yeah, they're all muscle bound. I love this movie, uh, this game. I played it so much. They had so many updates. This was the alien update with, uh, bro. What was her name? Broly instead of Ripley, something like that. Rip bro, <laughs> rip, rip bro. I think it was. Anyway, great game. Overwhelmingly positive. Thousands of reviews, and then now they just out of nowhere, years later, they uh, they're saying that they're going to make the forever update, which is going to bring more bros, more maps, whole whole bunch of stuff. I played this, this game so much, I had exhausted everything and still played it. Like I, I did every single thing you could do in this game, and still came back for more. This is like when of you, bro. (laughs) This is when uh, this is like when uh, Binding of Isaac got another update, even though nobody thought it was going to be coming. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely like a a defibrillator on the game. Yeah, totally. So, um, yeah, looking forward to this. I don't even know if I'm in the same place in my life, like where I'm going to enjoy a game like this still. But it's been so long. Um, But yeah, I'll definitely fucking play it when it comes live. Yeah, a lot of memories. Nice. And that's a free update. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Like, man, who, they're not going to make any extra money off of it. Um, very, they might show, they might sell a few copies, maybe. Like, if people that really enjoyed it before bring in more friends, hey, you got to play this with me. I don't know. It's 15 bucks. 
But yeah, 40,000 reviews, overwhelmingly positive. There's not many games that have that. All right, cool. A, re- a little to the left of me is another review. Wow, nailed it. Such yeah. good transitions. Love it. Uh, that transition was a little to be left about, man, but that's all right. Uh, a little to the left is a... It's like a time management kind of game is what it seems like. It's an organizing one. It reminds me of like Unpacked, you know, where you're essentially like working through this category of just maintaining your shit. Not going to lie to you guys. I'm probably not going to play it, but it does seem interesting and calming and chill. They've got nice music. And I thought that the trailer was really cute and quirky. And like the two that created this game, uh, which was, uh, shoot, what did they say their developers was? Max um, yeah, Mac, Max Inferno. Yeah, the developers are Max Inferno, which I think is this is a couple because they've talked a little bit about in one of the videos of like how they created the game. And they basically just kind of wanted you to have a space to kind of clear your thoughts and think of like good music and organize things like in a very uh, organized, like in a meticulous kind of way. Um, and occasionally there's a cat that walks through and just knocks all your shit around and you got to redo it, uh, which I'm here for that kind of chaos and think that's kind of funny. But, um, yeah, a lot of times these games, like, I don't know, I feel like if, uh, if I'm really baked, I might want to play these kind of games. I did really appreciate unpacked cause that's what this reminds me of. Um, and I liked unpacked because it would show you. Uh, like essentially it would take you through time, but only through people's apartments that you were unpacking pieces into, which I thought was super cool. But this one is also really neat because this one's kind of like, it almost reminds me of like in a way of a spinner of like kind of calming down your mind. Right. So like the whole point is to just basically put your pieces perfectly and organize things perfectly the way that it, it should be in a drawer or whatever. I mean, you could also just fuck off and go do this in real life, right? Yeah. Probably be better for you. Yeah. But, but if that's not enough, that then a little walking. to the left. Oh, just, fuck yeah. <laughs> this, this is like OCD. The game. Yeah. This is for OCD. Like, pretty much so much. Yeah. This is like for the people that like I have organized everything in my apartment. I must ascend to the virtual world. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and then there's this fucking cat that just fucks with your shit. But honestly, if you are OCD enough to make sure everything is in its perfect place all the time, you probably already have cats that fuck up your shit. So I, this game might be for you then, you know, like, so I feel like it was a, it was a, you know, a nice kind of calming game. 88% out of 532 user reviews put very positive. It was released on November 8th. And, uh, I don't know, for $15, you probably could just log the fuck off the computer and organize your shit a little to the left in real life. <laughs> would be my guess. That's true. I imagine <laughs> but if they're not. probably both, the couple are probably both very OCD and they, uh, they just, yeah, like you said, they ran out of things to fucking do. So they're like, let's, let's make more chaos, digital chaos for us to fix. Well, they wanted to create a game that like you can kind of just like calm down with, you know what I mean? And kind of, it's like, it's like a Zen garden kind of yeah. thing. One of those style games. And it's one of the ways that like I can go down rabbit holes and arc for the same thing. It's kind of like just basically a mind numbing kind of shit, you know, that's yeah. like basic and simple enough, but like kind of calming and relaxing in a sense. And I think that's what they were aiming for, but they wanted to add a little funny humor to it by putting their own cat in the game that fucks with your shit, which I appreciate that. I think that's pretty fun for an inter- indie developer to be like, yes, my cat is an asshole. We're going to put him in the game. <laughs> For sure. So I played this game when it, the demo of it, when it came out during Steam Next Fest, I think a year ago, I want to say. I don't know. 
Um, and I was expecting more of a puzzle game, but it's it's not. I wouldn't call it puzzles. I never played Unpacked, but I understand that there's kind of a genre for organization games, and that's more what this is like. Making and, things right. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot in the um, in the demo, but it looks like, according to um, the Steam page, the average playtime is about three hours to complete. So it's a pretty short game. Yeah, my boss is OCD. We uh, before the job started, we had to make like seventy two. No, it was it's like fifty parking spaces just so everybody could park because we were the first ones there. It took us three days. Three days to make 50 parking spaces. Just lines. Lines in the road. That's all we had to do. He had a stencil. We made a stencil. We everything, Every single one had to be measured down to the like centimeter. Every, it came out perfect. It's awesome. But like well, yeah, he's three, being meticulous yeah, in type A. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. OCD is a bit different than those things, but still, like, I mean, like, yeah, like, I'm... Uh, organized mind is going to help OC or an organized space is going to help somebody with OCD as well. And so like they might be more prone to organizing, but typically like if you're just a type a person and you find joy and relaxation and organizing and putting things where they should be like, this game's definitely going to be for you, you know, a little to the left and any of the other kind of, uh, man, uh, you know, inventory management kind of games. That's what this reminds me of. You know, if I have not enough room in my stash in Tarkov, I'm playing a game kind of like this too. <laughs> so, <laughs> The in between, a uh, good in game, in between game, game. You know it's I mean? a yeah, yeah. It's a good in between game, game. Yeah. Not to be confused with any of the games that we have been truly playing. The games that are the games, not the in between games, and the game inside of a game inside of a game of a ga- of a bag of milk. Uh, we're going into the highlights. Ride with me. We're getting there. It's all good. We're gonna go into the highlights. These are games that we have been playing. Uh, and if you hated that transition, that's fine. Bring them fangs out. I don't give a shit. So, Bobby, tell me about fangs. What the hell Ooh. is that game? <laughs> so this was a game I talked about last week on the radar. It Ooh. was. A battle right clone, I guess you could say, like a MOBA brawler. Um, <laughs> the most... oh, these have... Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt. This has literally the League of Legends health bars, like, and a bunch of the textures and shit from the game. Yeah, it look, it looks a lot like a MOBA. Um, so yeah, I talked about this last week, and I talked about how we all enjoyed battle right so much when it came out in 2017, and then it just disappeared, and. I had kind of high hopes for this game and was hoping there was going to be a community there. It, it was a bit of a letdown, honestly. The game's pretty good, but there was something weird about it when I was playing it. Something didn't feel right. I I don't know. Um, and I was reading some of the reviews thinking maybe somebody else could articulate better than I could or just tell me what it was that I I was having a problem with in this game. And somebody mentioned something about the sound effects and how it made it seem like it, your abilities didn't really have any impact. And I thought, well, maybe there's something to that. Maybe that's why I'm feeling, because overall it just feels like, I I don't know, man, it doesn't have no punch. Yeah. You know, sometimes they call it game feel like how, how the game feels when you're controlling it. Like, I don't know. It just felt a little uh, weird and hollow to me. Um, I was hoping for, cause these are like four V four battles and you're basically playing a uh, push the cart thing. Now, there's two ways you can win. You can push the cart, you know, by staying in the circle, pushing it to the other side, or you can kill the captain four times and a random person is designated as the captain. Um, 
So there's two win conditions there, and there's a whole bunch of characters that you can play. There's supports, there's like melee, and there's ranged. Um, those are like the three categories. And it's just a it's just a brawler game with lots of abilities. Like each character has like five abilities and an alt, and, and it's pretty chaotic. I was hoping for more of like, I don't know, man. It, it's more of not I, this. I played it, and I was just like, I'd rather be playing Aram and Hots. Like th- yeah. that's so much more fun than this. Um, Is people, this the full release already, Bobby? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate. Um. Yeah, they already had a patch that addressed a lot of the things. They fixed some stuff with... No, um, early access. Oh, it is early access. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so there's there's room to bounce back. Yeah, and it's a free-to-play game. Oh, okay. But not a lot of people are playing. I think if we could see how many people are playing right now. Okay, 802 are playing. It's not bad. Today's peak was 1,100. Actually, that was better than when I was playing earlier in the week. So maybe hopefully it's the patch, a little bit. Hopefully the patch helped. Yeah. Um you can't unlock all the heroes or the characters right away. Unfortunately, um, they have like an in-game currency that you've got to get. And when you start playing, you pick, do you want these three support heroes, ranged assassins or melee assassins? Uh, don't know how I feel about that. I feel like I would have liked a mix of all of them, but I don't know. I chose the support and I'm sticking with it. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if maybe Battle Right just wasn't as good as I remember it. Like maybe these games just aren't that good, or this one's just not not great. I'm not sure. Uh, but I I couldn't really get into it as much as I was hoping. Could be a little both. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the, the game like this is trying to make a game mode a little bit more snazzy than it actually is, and it's failing. Like you said, I think the game feel mixed along with kind of like the we're trying to be like league. We're trying to be like a Ram. We're trying to be unique at the same time. It's just like not mending together. Did it's you like uh, end sm- up playing more league? Probably you said that you might. No, no, no I didn't. Gotcha. I played another right game. I'll talk about that later though. Yeah. Hell yeah. So yeah, I don't know, man. Um, I, I can't, I can't say like, this is bad. Don't play it. Like some people might enjoy this, but, um, I don't, I don't think I'll be coming back to it. I think just in general, I'm kind of over the, the brawler MOBAs. I, I just don't know if there's anything there. Speaking of, being, speaking of being uh, down, <laughs> uh, I played Dwarf. I picked it up. I talked about it. I, I put it on the, uh, the radar. I don't know three weeks ago, two weeks ago, something like that. And so I picked it up. Uh, I'm, it wasn't a total letdown, but exa- just like Bobby, I was like, I don't know what I was expecting here. It, it is what it says on the box. Like it's um, a tower offense game. Uh, you're moving forward through a dungeon and you're bringing these little towers with you. And uh, you kind of get, lo- it's not like you're actively moving forward. You, the doors get locked and you can't move out of the area. And then there's a tower defense game that you play. It becomes tower defense. Um, it's not like you can go around and do whatever you want. Every time there's action, it's a sealed room. Mm-hmm. And so it basically kind of just becomes a regular tower defense at that point. Um, you can go around and um, collect coins and upgrade your uh, the ones that you have, the uh, towers that you have. And uh, there's different things you can go down. There's cute little things. The whole game's kind of cute. The graphics actually look better uh, once you see them in motion. The the steals that we saw last week were uh, they kind of look 
not very good. But once you see this game in motion, it definitely looks a lot better because everything's animated. The trees sway and the, the walks, uh, the walking animation, everything is cute. Um, yeah, I don't know. It looks kind of like a Pokemon game. It plays kind of like a Pokemon game up until you get the towers. Um, I wasn't blown away and I, I was, just, I don't know. I was like, Ooh, something new, something inventive. And it didn't scratch that itch, but it's not a bad game. Um, I'll probably play it some more, but I don't know for sure. I'm seeing some really cool towers that I don't have yet. So that's kind of making me, uh, interested. There's a, I just saw a chain grappling hook it, gun. It, yeah. Is this game kind of like a, what you would say is a perfect, uh, steam deck game? Uh, I don't know, man. Um, I I try to I tend to stay away things with very small characters and your character's pretty fucking small on this game for Steam Deck I'm talking about so I I don't know I I could try it yeah it wouldn't yeah be. try it out because this seems like like a straight up Game Boy game yeah. like the graphics at least but obviously the mechanics and everything are a lot more complex but yeah I would say this this looks like a Steam Deck game I will say for me. the tower defense part um it's not like immediately obvious how you're supposed to solve it um you know they lock the doors you can see where the enemies are coming from it gives you a preview of which enemies are coming from which uh angles and so obviously certain towers are better for certain enemy types so you you have to very quickly solve the puzzle four or five seconds you try to figure it out a lot of times you die and then you just try a new strategy and then you get through it. So uh, it's a lot of rinse and repeat, but I just got the shotgun turret. It's pretty sweet. Digging it. it knocks people off of edges, which I like. So that's it for that. Sweet. Dwarf. Um, Word. Weird dwarf. game. Um, I ended up playing some of the, what may be for me, my new old reliable um, I ended up playing with Amelia of all people, which is shocking because he's been working afternoons. Um, we ended up playing some dark tide with Diddy and Leslie. And then we also play with a rando. God, is this game good when it fucking runs? Yeah. Um, we, we, it, we constant a few times a session, somebody crashes to desktop and nobody cares. That's how good it is. What's funny is that, a lot of games like this won't let you reconnect to a game, but this one does. So if you do, re- if you do disconnect, you can just kind of camp in the area that you're in, wait for somebody to reconnect and you're ready to go. Mm-hmm. If you talk about game feel, this game has game feel. Mm-hmm. Every gun, every melee weapon feels different and feels awesome. Um, as far as like things in the game that I didn't get to experience while in the, in the demo, Dude, we faced a fucking something called a demon host, which is like this normal dude gets possessed by a demon. It's kind of like a witch in um in uh, Left for Dead, but it does a lot more. Um, it can instantly kill people that are downed. I didn't find I didn't find that out until today. But the other thing is that when it's hunting a certain someone, it turns your whole screen yellow, starts to shake it, and starts runes start appearing on your screen. And uh, it gets really scary. And even Emilio started getting scared throughout like the game when we were playing. Um, the progression system's cool. Every class is kind of viable. There isn't really like a class that's just like straight doo-doo butter. Um, I actually played with... I play an Ogren. Amelia was playing a Zealot. Leslie was playing a Sharpshooter, which is like a soldier. 
and then uh, Diddy was playing the psyker, and I think Diddy actually had the the biggest learning curve. Yeah, for sure. Because as a psyker, you're extremely squishy. The other thing is that your main thing is taking out specialty enemies. And one thing that this game does really well is the specialty enemies. Not only does the difficulty uh, determine how the special enemies actually turn out, because every special enemy has, I believe, three variants, but the actual like uh, like level itself, you have a chance of running into different things um, as far as like special enemies in and of themselves. Um, like you'll run into different kind of ogrins, you'll run into different type of mutants, or you'll run into different kind of like some games you'll run into flamers that have armor or don't have armor. And it all is kind of like a rock, paper, scissors situation. Um, every character or every class has anywhere between, I believe six and, uh, I think 10, um, firearms. And then also as well as six to nine melee weapons. And melee weapons are actually extremely important. Um, as Emilio can say, when you're getting swamped, the only thing you can do is melee. Um, this is now like for like forever because of like the soundtrack, because of the environment, because of the way the game plays, the game time is like perfect. When you get like an hour, this game is perfect. You can do one mission in like 30 minutes to 40 minutes, 40 minutes, the extra 15, 20 minutes you got, you can go take a piss or organize your inventory, whatever you want to do. Um, now there are some shortcomings of this. The game was supposed to be released with crafting. Crafting is not out yet. Um, the game bricks for some people. We don't know why. Apparently it has to do with people with AMD, uh, components. Um, but when, like I said, when it does work, it is really good. The story is pretty cool too, which wasn't in the, uh, which wasn't in the, uh, demo, but I like it a lot. Do you have anything to say about it, Amelia? Yeah, I have a lot of things to say about it. I think it's in, it's a game of the year contender for me, honestly. Uh, it's it's so fun, so good. Um, like graphically, you really get into the world. You're like, oh, I'm in this fucking mega city, and it feels like it. Like you're in there. It's you really get a sense of how terrible these people's lives are just by the way they look. Everybody's ragged and. Nobody's having a good time. Zero people having a good time. And One thing that we I want to point out before you continue, we notice, by the way, in the story, you are a convict that is sentenced to death, but instead of going to death, you can work out your sentence to essentially perform missions that the government wants you to perform. All of us are wearing fucking sandals. We're fighting demons. We're fighting like things from hell. We're fighting train soldiers. We're all wearing Jesus sandals. Like all of us. Like... <laughs> But go on, Amelia. <laughs> um, I do want to talk about the lore a little bit. So, if you're a super nerd like uh, Nick is for this stuff, there is so much there for you. Like, there's all this text, all this background stuff. All, but if you're not into it, you could just click right through all that stuff, and doesn't matter. Like, it's it's there if you want it, but it's not so in your face that you have to participate in it at all. Um, I, I, I'm glad that it's. Uh, accessible for non non people and uh, non fans and people that are super fans as well. I told Nick when I started playing this, I was like, "Oh, this is kind of your shit, isn't it?" And he's like, 
I'm holding myself back right now. It's very hard for me to not be telling you guys. So about once an hour, he'll bring up some fun fact and just deadpan, no crickets. Like where he just. But like, sometimes, sometimes Diddy will trick me. He'll be like, "So tell me about this," and I'm like, "But he's like, I was joking." I'm like, "You son of a bitch." <laughs> uh, yeah, the soundtrack has a interesting way of hitting its intros in between the action i noticed so like um you'll you'll have no action and then tour right before the action starts this really cool intro will come in and it'll get into this really synthy fucking uh action bed, but it, but it ramps up and it really feels like it ramps up with the action and yeah. then, and then so much chaos that you can't pay attention to the music, but it, I like how it hits you with it in the quiet part. So you're like, Oh, this is actually super dope. And then it's back to the fucking chaos where nothing's going on. I mean, you can't pay attention to anything. Um, the, 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 the combat, like in Vermintide, I really felt, and I don't think this is exactly how it is, but this is how I felt. I felt like I was always just spamming, I just spamming attack, just kind of like, willy nilly and i know there's tech to it because i know bobby got really deep in it and he was a very good tank so there was you know there's a way to play it but i just always felt like i was just spamming this game i really feel like um there's an art to the melee like dodging out of the way of things at the last second and also the way that you ride surf the crowd crowd surfing of the how many of the bad guys come at you you got to make sure that they don't envelop you because you're going to get fucking worked so there's a little there's a little dance you do to like stay on the outside of this big group and uh yeah it's not just clicking left click for sure dude tell me how many times you just like elated when i ulted because oh yeah (laughs) i play i played as an ogren which is a nine foot tall 800 pound of meat like a wall of a person, but he has the IQ of a five-year-old. Yeah. Um, Just an example. He has a box of grenades as a grenade equipment, but he's too dumb to pull the grenades, the pull the pin on the grenade. So he just fastballs the box and kills people with it. Yeah. They don't Um, explode. It's just a box that he throws. Yeah. Uh, And uh, all, all he does is just charge through a group of people, but because he's the size of a fucking Samsung refrigerator, he just goes through everything, and then Emilio is like, "Yay, I get to hit people on the ground! Like this is so fun!" Yeah, it works really well. Uh, like he'll just he'll bowl, bowl them over, and I'll just go stab them all in the head, like all ten of the people that he knocked down. Or he's done some. Sometimes when he does them at the right moment, uh, there was a bunch of guys on a catwalk, and he just did his, you know, his charger charge, and they just all fell to the death into the acid below, and it was just such a sweet move. Um, and then, uh, there, there is definitely, you know, we're working out strategies. Once we met, moved to the second, uh, difficulty, uh, I saw that our, our, our second line, our back row was getting worked. So I left, uh, Nick in the front and then I just protected our DPS, um, from all the little guys that they were getting. And we did really well on that run. I think that strategy worked out pretty, and I'm sure more strategies were, are going to have to come up as you get deeper. Yeah. Thing. Um, another so, thing, go ahead. I play with an Ogren who is level 18, right? I was just doing like a, like a, a two difficulty. Cause there's five difficulties. I did like a two difficulty, right? Just before we started playing. I mean, just before we started casting and this dude was super high level as an Ogren. 
And uh, he was talking about like in the later levels, essentially you actually have to go slow. Like you, like it gets to the point where it'll be four or five elites at once. So you're talking about net guys, guys that go throw grenades, dogs. It'll be like five of those guys at once. And they all have armor on and you have to go slow. Um, it is. If you're talking about something that's a left for dead clone, I think this is arguably one of the best ones. Yeah. I hands agree. down. I agree. It's and, and the ultimate caveat, it's fucking $3. <laughs> like, on Game Pass, you just buy a Game Pass code for three bucks on eBay, and you can play this game. If you got Discord um, Nitro too, they give you two months for free. Uh, yeah. Did you did you use that code that I sent you? Bobby? No, I can't use that code. Oh. I can only use specific types of code, so it's very confusing with Xbox Game Pass. Some of the codes are only for people that have never used a code before. Yep. Or had like uh, this introductory initial uh, uh, rate applied. So yeah, that one didn't work for me. I told um, I told Nick if we were playing this on Steam and I had paid thirty or forty dollars for this, I would not be upset at all. Like I, I would totally feel like I got my money's worth. Probably well, what's I, the I, progression? Like, what are you? How are you leveling up your characters? There was some sort of like rune sheet or something. I, I think I saw when you guys were playing. So the way it works is that there's individual kill counts that, and I looked this up today. You do get individual progression. Not everybody gets the same amount of XP at the end of the level. You get like the the plain mission XP, and then you get like a performance boost depending on how good you did and if you pick up money and stuff like that. Um, as you level up, you unlock different guns for your class. Some classes have the same guns. Like some of them have like the basic las gun that every soldier in the Imperium gets. That's as much lore you're going to get from me today. Um, but like. Other classes have extremely different weapons. Like the Ogren class is the only class that has a shield. And so I can just post up in a hallway because I'm the fucking refrigerator and everybody can just shoot around me. Um, the progression itself, I just unlocked Curios today. At level eight, you unlock something called Curios, which are trinkets that really change the game up. They're like essentially weapon specific trinkets that can make your melee weapon better, can make your your um, your range weapon better. And not only that, but it can make them better against certain enemies. Like it'll say like plus 20 damage to plus 20% damage to uh, Ogrens or plus 20% damage against uh, armored enemies and things like that. So um, the progression is you play, you essentially get rewarded and then you keep going. Um, and, Right now, there are enchantments in the game. Uh, it's called, it's not enchantments because it's not a fantasy universe. It's a cyber gothic universe. Um, and that that you unlock, I believe, at level five. And you can uh, you can upgrade your guns that way as well. So if you find a gun that you really like, because it's one of those systems where it's like green, blue, uh, purple level of uh, items and weapons. If you find one that you really like that has like a faster reload time or whatever, you can you can essentially enchant them to perform better as well. Um, I'm me and Amelia have gotten to the point now where we started getting blue items, but I've seen some purple items that are insane. Um, a couple things on that: the skill tree, uh, Bobby, is hot swappable. So before any particular mission, you could just switch them up however you mm -hmm. want. Uh, so. That means you can make a build for a particular level type. Another thing on the levels, if you, it's not 
they branch and and they're built different uh, a lot of the times when you go through. So this, you'll do the same mission and you'll see similar areas. You'll make sure, you'll, oh, I've been on this elevator before and I've been on the stairwell before, but the other five, six, seven se- uh, sections, never seen them before. And if you have seen them before, we haven't seen them in this order. So you're in this crazy, crazy uh, city and you're doing alternate routes um, and so it never really looks the same. It almost like a Binding of Isaac esque, where you know no, two no two games are never the same. I, I get a little bit of that in here, and you'll even go to a different mission and see parts of the level from another mission, and so you'll be like, "Oh, I know this little part," but it doesn't get. You're not like I didn't feel like oh they're just reusing their assets. I they just have a lot of boxes and they put these boxes together in random orders and it does great things for the game. Kind of like, um, deep rock galactic, Bobby, you know how there's areas that are just, you've been in that area a bunch of times. Mm -hmm. Right. So, okay. Yeah. Love it. Love this game. Actually a real lot of fun with this. Anyone have any, uh, other questions before we move on to days Canada themed week. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure no. we're hearing more about that. Uh, let's yeah. name all the provinces. No, there's like seven. It's like northern, western, eastern, Winnipeg, Montreal. I don't know. Yeah, you got all Snowland. Yeah. You nailed it. Santa Claus Town. I don't know, man. That was Warhammer Dark Tide. Yeah, that was Warhammer Dark Tide. Uh, now let's play some Canada. More. Yeah, let's hear about Canada. Yeah, something that has absolutely nothing to do with Dark Tide and cyberpunk shit, uh, Canada. So, uh, <laughs> it's the opposite of Canada. So they have cyberpunk in Canada. It's just nicer. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to do kind of in a way somewhat of both of mine because they're linked. Um, I have been on the road for almost two weeks straight. Uh, I drove from Northern California all the way to Michigan. And, uh, I made it fun cause I'm like, dude, fuck it. If you've got to drive like 40 hours across the United States, you might as well go to some really cool shit. And I'm a huge fan of the national park service. I've got my little national park passport, my little stamps. So I got to go around and get stamps everywhere. So I went and stopped in arches and Canyonlands, and we saw the, um, Colorado monument, went to the Indiana state sand dunes. Cause baby, why not need a Midwest stamp too. So I went to pinnacles in California in the beginning and also so like Mirror Woods, and so I, it's been uh, quite a whirlwind of a trip, and I did get back like on Wednesday or Thursday, but there's like a, a ton of people in Michigan that I've been running into and seeing and family and doing all of that kind of shit, and it's been uh, wild, and the only games that I've been playing on the way have been... Uh, Death Road to Canada, which I thought was kind of funny because me and uh, my friend Duder McBadass, who was the one that smoked the brisket, like... We were mostly just getting really baked and heading to Canada Light, which is Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a precursor to Canada. It's the it's the bouncer into Canada. Like Right. And so that's why we took the high road to Canada Light. Uh and during that time while we were high on the road well not high but like while we were high on our way to Canada Light, uh <laughs> nothing we illegal. Nothing play. illegal. Yeah, no. Well, I mean and only in the legal states, of right. course. Right. Of course. So, like, Duh. <laughs> uh, that goes without saying. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, we played some uh, Death Road to Canada. This is one of my, my 
absolute favorite Nintendo Switch games. And, I, and I, yeah, the PC, you can play it on PC and it is on PC. And I did put the link uh, to the Steam page on there and you can do multiplayer on PC. But I'm mostly talking about the Switch with this one because that's the one that I uh, played. And it's just so good. You can go to a hotel room and just like load up, um, you know, Death Road to Canada and like eat some gummies in Colorado and then, uh, you know, beat the shit out of some <laughs> zombies. And I just feel like there's such... It's always so good with that, right? Like, it's easy, it's simple, it's the go-to. It's like the fucking Overwatch for people that like that kind of shit, right? And so it's like you can just bang some stuff out and then just go, and it's good. It's typically tough, you know, like anybody that hasn't heard about Death Road to Canada, it's essentially like the Oregon Trail mixed with like a hack and slash kind of game. There's four people that can play up to it. You can make your own custom characters. I will say the menu is a little on the wonky side. Like, it takes some getting used to. It's not the most user-friendly, but um, otherwise the game is pretty great. You're going from Florida to Canada and you're making decisions of whether picking up different people that might take more food or helping an injured person that's going to take some of your medicine and you're trying to gather supplies so that way you and your party can make it alive to Canada. Sometimes you're driving if you have a car and you need to think about gas and then sometimes you're running and hope that you don't become, you know, taken advantage by bandits. Um, I thought that would be Canada. What's up? Have you ever made it to Canada in the game? Yeah. Yeah. I I I do think it's hard. Oh, it's hard. Like, yeah. the entire time that Duder and I were playing, like, we just kept dying to the point where we're like, yeah, we're done. <laughs> the RNG definitely has to be on your side, I think, I feel. Well, I also think, too, that there's some things that help. I think it's in a lot of our nature, especially with having Steam libraries, libraries, wow, libraries, to be uh, <laughs> to be completionist, in a sense. And I do feel like Death Road to Canada is the kind of game where you really don't want to be a completionist. Because if you try to kill everything, it will never stop, and you will probably die. Mm-hmm. And so you have to pick and choose like whether you're going to fight things or whether you're going to flee and that's an incredibly important mechanic and i think why like a lot of people end up dying that and obviously making like kind of goofy ass decisions like you have no food but instead of going to the grocery store to loot you're going to go to the pet store instead are you eating that dog food no go to the grocery store so like shit like that you know what i mean um but i do think that the game is kind of tough to begin with uh but we had a blast i mean we would play that a few times and otherwise we got a lot of pictures like i posted in the show notes a um a google uh album of because then of course in a true tarkov shooter fashion i did go with uh my tarkov and you know first person shooter friend and so one of our friends in the in the discord of our shooters like we love to make fun of his mom all the time so the entire trip we were looking for holes and things that uh we could claim were his mom and there were moments that were just fucking hilarious. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Pictures we put all trash make sense now. inspired by nature. Yeah. Trash from Florida has been talked about a few times. And so this is his mom that we were looking for. So any gaping holes, we had a thing going where like every time we went through a tunnel, we were like, wow, you can fit the whole Subaru in Trash's mom's asshole. Like things like that. It was excellent. It was fun. And we post that and sent that to the Discord. So we got all these pictures of things that were inspired by Trash's mom throughout the trip from California. California all the way to you know to Michigan uh, and so we've got some of the especially arches there's so many holes the uh, lots of holes but it's unfortunate because there was a spot in Nevada that had like a 10,000 ton weight limit over a bridge and you know we, we determined that probably was too much for Trash's mom so I don't know if she made it to all the holes <laughs> Trash's mom was one of our biggest fans we just lost their patron it's <laughs> Lorraine is like fuck you guys I sponsored you for 10 fucking months 
Nah, she don't give a fuck. She's probably still trapped in Florida. Or she's trapped in Nevada and can't get over that weight limit. (laughs) (laughs) So it it was a savage blast. It was a lot of fun. And yeah, we played some uh, Death Road to Canada. Nice. That's it. Good times. Glad to be back on the Eastern Time Zone in the frozen hellscape of Michigan. Speaking of hellscapes, Bobby, how was Valorant? Uh, Valorant didn't like it. (laughs) Did you say it was a hellscape? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That shit's like wet garbage. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the general opinion is of Valorant or how like the gaming community at large feels about it. But I, my girlfriend forwarded me an email at work and I guess, uh, somebody out there is trying to organize some esports event with staff members and I was like, oh, really? Esports, you say? <laughs> um, because we do have two, at, at two high schools, we've got uh, esports rooms set up. Um, and they're trying to do it at more high schools. Uh, so I looked at the email, and it was for Valorant. And I was like, I, I kind of remember that game. That was like Riot's first-person shooter. I'll check it out. It still has a community. It's still popular. Yeah, it's, it's, it's still pretty big. Yeah, people are, people are playing it, apparently. Uh, so I jumped in and I realized right away that, oh, this is like CSGO and I hate CSGO. <laughs> it's CSGO with special abilities, right? Yeah, the characters, yeah, this is Counter-Strike with abilities. Yeah, it, the characters have abilities, but, you know, their abilities are like smoke grenades or they have ultimates that build up depending on how well you do. But it's it, it's CSGO. You, you buy weapons, you can eco, um, you smoke corridors, you have to plant bombs or spikes, they call them. You have to defuse them. Uh, people get really mad at you when you don't know what you're doing. Um, I don't think they can kick you because I, I can't get through a game in CSGO without getting kicked because I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, but I, I played the tutorial. I was like, okay, I kind of get it. Um, played a character and... Yeah, just didn't like didn't like the game. It's a very slow paced game compared to a lot of the shooters that I enjoy, like Team Fortress Two or even Overwatch Two. Uh, you really have to, especially for accuracy, you have to slow down. Uh, you have to peek corners. Um, I, I don't like that kind of gameplay in first person shooters. I don't like that. Uh, what do they call it? Like when it's not really one shot, one kill, but time to death or something like that. Yeah. Time uh, to death. Yeah, where that's just really low, where you can just die instantly. Uh, I, I got so used to Overwatch, when you get killed, you uh, it, it plays how you died. And I think that's a Call of Duty thing as well. Oh, uh, kill cam. Yeah, yeah kill and cam. I like that because then you, you know, you're, you're obviously pissed off like when you die, especially if you don't know how you died. So it's nice to see like what exactly went down so you can improve on that next time. Are you still going to play in the, uh, are you no, going to try no. to? Oh my God. No, no, <laughs> I, I could not. Um, cause even though I was unfamiliar with the game, I was like, you know, I, I, I bet I could learn a game pretty quick and be competitive about it. But you know, as I have zero desire to play this game, but yeah, there's no kill cams in this game. You just die and it's just like, oh, you're dead. Go watch your teammates do some shit. But, but I feel like, <laughs> you know, you should try to support the esports thing when, at work. Otherwise it's going to die. Uh, they the should dime. pick better games. I, <laughs> I, I mean, the, Yo, let these high school kids play dark tide. No, no, the, the high school, the kids, they have their, their own thing that goes on. But, um, this was just like a staff thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but right. yeah, man, it's, uh, it's tough too, because, uh, you need like what, a, like a five man group or is it six people? I don't know how many are on a team there, but I thought for some reason, I thought, when I first read it, uh, it was Apex Legends because I know that's like a popular <laughs> game. 
I was like, all right, that's something I could get into. Like I could play that game, but yeah. uh, Valorant is uh, a no go for me. And I, I was surprised that I completely forgot that this was just Riot's version of CS:GO because I remember when it came out and it was kind of a big deal. She played it. Um, I don't think she really liked it though. Because it wasn't CSGO. Yeah, exactly. because it wasn't CSGO. And you know what's funny is that I feel like this game is better than... C I, I say this all the time. Like, the, all these games come out and clone CSGO, and they're, in my opinion, better, you know, Rainbow Six Siege. But everybody just sticks with CSGO because it's been around forever, and they've been playing it since they were 11, you know? Mm -hmm. So... Do you think uh, CSGO is... If we're, if we're ever going to see a new version of it, like a completely new game? See, wait, what? Is the question? Like, are, do you think we're ever going to see another Counter Strike? Um, I don't know. Maybe uh, I don't think they need to make another Counter Strike. They went free to play and then redid their whole uh, payment model. Uh, so yeah. I'm sure they're still making money on it. But you know, the thing about CS:GO is it is rife with cheating. Like you can just yeah, guarantee there's just cheaters every, everywhere oh. uh, when you play, and uh, it's an incredibly like <laughs> like everything racist, homophobic. <laughs> misogynistic the, community the community is absolute garbage but that's like what people like about it they're just like oh somehow. it's like gaming in the in yeah. the year 2000 they grew <laughs> up that I, way or whatever yeah I used, I used to put probably about 11 hours or 12 hours of counter strike go a week mm -hmm. and uh yeah that's some of the most toxic motherfuckers in counter strike dude and uh yeah. not to be that guy but there's a lot of people that play from other countries at vpn that cheat super hardcore because they want to climb up the ladders and it just ruins everyone's yeah. time. Cause not only I, are you I having, dudes... I can't take the game seriously at all. Even yeah. though I don't play it that much. I'm just like, dude, this game's a fucking joke. Like your community is garbage. Like everybody's cheating. It, there's just no accountability at all. Like the fact that it has an esports team or esports scene is beyond me. I don't find it entertaining to watch either. But, um, yeah, so I don't Take know that. Tell us what you really feel. Bobby. <laughs> but Dude, angry like Bobby's the best. <laughs> but people love this game, man. People love CSGO, but I think it's just been around forever. Would you know. rather play this or Dark Tide? Uh, well, I'd definitely rather play Dark Tide, dude, a co-op game. Yeah. <laughs> what about this or Call of Duty? Call of Duty? Um, I mean, I could play Call of Duty. I like battlefield games better but i could I, I could play call of duty let's just let's just keep mentioning things and we just keep shooting them down we went from valorant he's like no fuck it i don't like it it's not good i'm gonna not play every sport. then we jump over to csgo is that like, fuck it it's the worst game ever made just keep keep mentioning rainbows uh, oh fuck rainbows are too bright yeah. um you know but i got a, on, I got uh, a good one what about would you play valorant or arc Valorant or Ark? Oh my God! Am I in hell? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you are in hell. Take your punishment. Uh, I'd rather play Ark. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, oh, that normal. bad that he's willing to play Crafting Survival. <laughs> yeah, you heard it yeah. here. Fuck, dude. Uh, well, you Ass. Know, there was um, there's a mod for Jedi Academy. I think it is that a lot of people still play. I can't, God, I can't remember the name of it. I, I go back and play it every now and then, and then I rem remember all oh, this is shit. Like it's a pretty decent. Um, it's a pretty good mod and it's well designed, but it's such a flashback to gaming in like the late nineties, early two thousands. Cause it's just it, nowadays I, it's not perfect, but people make an attempt to moderate their community in, in games, like, especially on a big AAA game. Like you have to do that, especially with all the ratings for games, like the experience, the online experience has to, uh, be in line with whatever your, your, um, uh, Peggy 18 rating is or whatever the hell, you know? Um, but 
every time I go back to that, and that's like what Counter Strike is like. It's like a flashback to the the old days of gaming, and you you forget how shitty it was. I don't know. I mean, I say this as a straight white male in his mid thirties, man. It's like like what am I going to be offended about? But you know, still, it's just like gross. Yeah. Uh, TF2 news. I forgot to put it on the news uh, anywhere, um, but. Valve, I believe, is going to be giving away the source code to the community and letting them take over oh, development. Wow. Yeah. So there's still 90,000 people who play, uh, are active, like playing right now. Or when the guy was writing the fucking uh, article, he's like, as of right now, there's 90,000 people playing today. Um, who knows how big the community is, probably a million people or something. Uh, but yeah, they're handing over the, the source code and letting them do some of the, the development or taking over the development completely. Now, I don't know how this works. Like there's gotta be some sort of committee or something. So you can't just like let everybody fucking put whatever they want in. I'm sure it's going to, there's going to be some structure to it, but, uh, yeah, pretty crazy. Um, I, I think they probably got to a point where they're like not making that much money off of it anymore. And they're like, people will still love it. So let them handle it. Like, let's, let's take our developers and move them over to Half-Life yeah. 3 or something. Speaking of old games that won't fucking die, uh, World of Warcraft, man. Um, I played the newest expansion. I've played about six hours of it, got to the maximum level. Um, the only reason I'm playing this game is because I got fucking friends that play it. All right. And, I need to play video games with them. Uh, we're going to be dad rating, which means we'll be rating like three to four hours a week, like two hours, if that, on like a on like a Tuesday or something. Um, I will say the way that they've done this expansion as far as like learner friendly and things like that, and uh, the way that mechanics are, it is really intuitive. It's really easy to do. Um, the twist for this one is that you get flying immediately. Uh, for those who don't know, World of Warcraft, every time an expansion comes out, they take your ability to ride flying mounts and you just have to walk around. But in this expansion, you can fly immediately, but it's not like normal flying or you can just like fly any direction you want. It's kind of like Spyro where you have to like dive and glide and like boost yourself up and fall from high places and things like that. Um, the environments are really pretty. The storyline's kind of meh. Um, I feel like, I, I, I honestly feel like this is their last expansion. Um, if it's not, if they haven't expressly outright said it, um, they're really just digging for things to write a story about. And they're like, you know what? We're, we're tired of writing stories about these end of the world of events. Now they're just like, they're doing what they used to do where it's like, we found this Island in the middle of the ocean in the world that no one's seen in ever 6,000 years, even though we have people that can see every corner of the fucking planet. Um, they all of a sudden just found this Island where all the dragons are from. Mm. Uh, but it is, it is pretty snazzy. There's a new class. There's a new race. Uh, the game's really smooth. Uh, the world events and the world quests are great. The new quests are great as well. It's not like kill 15 boars, get five skins, all that kind of shit. Um, the interesting thing is that the way they have done expansions since like the last four of them, there is a main quest line. And that main quest line will get you to two levels or one level, depending on how, how good you are. 
below the maximum level. And then the last level, you're really supposed to do a bunch of side missions to get to. Um, you did the main you quest do, in six hours, Nick? Huh? You did the main quest in six hours? Yes. Wow. That sounds very And so well, it's it's the beginning of the main quest, right? They're not going to – they do this – they've been doing this for the last four expansions. They have a main quest. The last part of the main quest is the – I mean, the last part of the first chapter of the main quest is the raid, right? Mm-hmm. I've done all the available main quests that are available right now, which is like I think 30 quests. Um, and then the raid will come out not this Tuesday but the next Tuesday, and then that will be the next ending area for people. And then after that, another uh, like patch that will add more terrain and add more enemies will come out. That's another main main quest line. And then after that will be another raid. Usually for World of Warcraft expansions, uh, there's two to three raids. And for those who don't know, raids are like where you play with 10 people or more and you fight crazy bosses and they're really long. That'll be like 13 or 14 bosses in one place. And uh, um, that's just so people don't power users don't run through the content. Uh, exactly. In one week I, and, and put it, post it all on YouTube. Exactly. We have in my group, we have power users like dudes that are like 24, not married workout, whatever the fuck. And like, you know, essentially all they do is play. Wow. They already have three characters to the max level. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really to kind of handbrake people from just rushing to the end and finishing it. Um, there, there is a system to where if you don't like playing uh, the main storyline, that you can level up just by doing dungeons, or you can level up just by gathering. Uh, it'll take a little longer, but you can do it. Um, Will I it, will I officially say that this is better than Shadowlands? Yes, Shadowlands was a hot piece of shit. Uh, it was not, the last update was considered the worst World of Warcraft expansion in a long time, and they've had two expansions be failures, so they can't have a third one be a failure. Um, if you like WoW and you like raiding and you want to get back into it, forty nine bucks is the entry plus obviously the subscription. Um, if you're just timid about it and you want to try it out, I'm pretty sure they're going to have a free weekend soon. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's all right for like dad gaming, you know, it's wow. You get it. Yeah. Still wow. Well. Still wow. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. At least it's not but, bad. Yeah. It's not hard garbage. All right. Cool. Well, we do have some listener questions here. Um, also, I think we had a uh, Twitch sub, the drill bit, coming in with 18 months. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, man. I don't know. Appreciate it, Doug. Okay. Uh, first question coming from Hogglefosh. What is your earliest gaming memory? Hmm. Uh, I went and visited my brother one time, and he had an Atari, and I got to play it for like five minutes. I think that was it. But I was like, that's that's interesting. But fast forward to like maybe a year later, I played Joust at a friend's house, a rich friend's house at a big screen. And I was, I was like, what? Because it, it's a new thing. It's not a toy and it's not a movie. It's somewhere in between a toy and a movie. And I was pretty much hooked at that point. And then I had heard about Nintendo. Oh, my next door neighbor got a Nintendo. And then, yeah, after I played that at his house on Christmas when he got it, and he had the robot. He had the whole thing. Uh, that was it. 
that was it. I was, I was hook, line, and sinker. It was cry if I had to to get it for my 10th birthday, my Nintendo. Hmm. What about you, Bobby? I can't remember specifically what my first gaming experience was, but it was definitely something with the Atari 2600. I I remember that, like we had that system hooked up to the, the TV for the longest time at home and we had so many games and I think they're still in my parents' garage. Your dad was a little bit of a nerd, right? Um, no, he wasn't into any of that stuff. Oh, whose was stuff. it? I, you know, my grandpa was always into like uh, tech stuff. Mm. Um, I don't know why we had, I think Skip a lot of generation. People, yeah, it, it, it must have, although it's not his father. So, I mean, it's oh. my mom's side, but my mom's not really into that stuff either. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how I got into it, but like, as soon as like I found out about gaming, like it's all I wanted to do. And especially once uh, I started gaming on the computer, I was like, oh, this is like way better. Yeah. But um, yeah, it must've been, God, we had so many games and I remember it was, um, God, there were a couple of them that I, I, I really liked, but there were a lot of games where you had to play with two people that like, there weren't any options to play like single player. Like Pong. Yeah. Like Pong. Um, there was like no combat. AI. Yeah. I don't think combat had an AI and there were some Atari games. Like I would plug them in and I would play them and I just couldn't figure them out. I had no idea what I was supposed to do. Like the ET game. Yeah. Like I had no idea how to play that game. Yeah. There was no little booklet. Yeah. But, you know, maybe, maybe I saw games in like an arcade before that. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. It's honestly, it goes back so far. It's like, I feel like gaming has always been a part of my life. I can't think of like where it began. Maybe I was playing in utero. <laughs> what about you, Daisy? Any crazy memories? <clears throat> For first time gaming. I think my earliest gaming memory is it's uh, it's toss up. I I can like remember this fucking word and worm like education game. Like they would have different puzzles, mm. uh, and it was on like Windows ninety five or Windows ninety three. Um, at school? Yeah. No, it was at home. Uh, but otherwise I think the much more fun and spicier story I have is, uh, (laughs) that I can remember when I was at my grandparents' house and they had a windows 95, my grandpa would never allow me to play doom that was on the computer. And I had to play this stupid, well, I shouldn't say stupid in case we have any listeners out there that like this shit, but, uh, it was essentially like an Oregon trail. I think it was called the garden of Eden and it was a text-based RPG going through Jesus and his life. Because mm-hmm. I was raised very Catholic, guys. <laughs> I was raised very, I was raised quite Catholic. So in that fashion, I just waited for my grandpa to pass the fuck out on the couch because he always did. And then I'd load up Doom and I'd play. You're doing Doom. the real Catholic shit. You're slaying demon son. Yeah. No, I'm being a Catholic, which is, um, you know, putting on the face like, oh, yes, I'm so healthy. And then being or not healthy, but so holy. And then like, you know, when you turn around, they're an absolute fucking heathen. Yeah. It's very Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's mine. Christian's so young. He's like uh, Overwatch. Overwatch was my first game experience. So. <laughs> you got one for me. For me, it was uh I remember being four years old and watching my brother play Metal Gear Solid, and I tried to play it. And uh, I 
couldn't really comprehend the idea that soldiers fell asleep because in the game they give you a dart gun. And so I would keep tranquilizing them. I'm like, they won't fucking die. And I would just keep getting caught. And I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, man. I just, I wouldn't get out of the first area of the first mission because my brother would be like, here, just play, like, do whatever you want. Like, shut up. God, you're and so young, just, man. Jeez. Yeah. That was 30, so far. Man. Yeah. We're lit. Bobby and I are literally talking about the birth of fucking video gaming, home video gaming, and your Metal Gear Solid. That's so many years. So yeah. many. I mean, iterations. I also played like all the Nintendo games and stuff like that, but yeah. it was, uh, it all started, I believe, with Metal Gear Solid. Cool. Uh, Captain, think- Captain Gummy, I think, has earned the uh, right to interject a listener question. He says, uh, let's put our tinfoil hats on. If Blizzard was to create a new IP, what would it be? Um, a new IP? What's making the most money right now? Well, they, I guess their newest IP, it's not an IP. Um, the newest route they went down was um, mobile, right? They, went, they did Immortal, Diablo Immortal. Mm-hmm. So depending on how much money that was making, maybe they'll make like a, a fully another mobile game uh, with the new IP. I don't know what the IP would be, but I don't know what kind of game. I don't know. I have no idea. You guys think it would definitely be cartoony. That everything they make is cartoony looking. Yeah, for sure. Family friendly. Yeah, family friendly, and, and you could play it on anything. The, I don't know. No that's, way that's they make a MOBA, right, question. guys? There's no way they make a MOBA. Yeah, they already what tried you, that. What percentage do you think? Zero percent. On a MOBA? Like, who's making MOBAs these days? Yeah. Yeah, no one's making it. It's kind of stale. People are making extraction shooters now. No, I get it. An IP is like... Yeah, that's like the character, the theme, the world. Yeah, that's Um, impossible to guess, I think. I'm guessing a bug game. Something with bugs. (laughs) Something with bugs. (laughs) I'm I'm guessing a game that basically just mimics gambling. Whatever's going to make them fast cash, as much cash, and dump it. So, like, who knows? Maybe they would make some sort of gambling thing with whatever movie's coming out right now. Casino Bob is going to be the new IP. Bugs and gambling. It's a bugs, li- a bug's rough life for me. Yeah, you're gonna be like a mafia boss that runs like an underground casino, like killing other bugs and shit. Like it's just, that's what they're gonna do. Yeah. Uh, Very what hard. else do we have for his first questions? Go. Uh, Warconius asks: Any countries or cultures you experienced in a game that you want to explore in real life? Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. I would say so many games have like British actors and voice actors in them, like The Witcher and stuff. That I want to go to England. Guess what? But it's not an RPG over there. You know, no, you, it's just you, all you show up it's with your sword and, and you're shitty LARPing, food. You're larping outfit, uh, outfit, and you're like, "Where's all the, where's all the gaming at, guys?" Hmm. That's um, why that's where Warhammer's from, so I can actually enjoy myself there. I don't know if the you know. Video games aren't very good at representing cultures. It's more like backdrops. You'll see a lot of like cool backgrounds. And uh... I don't know if I truly agree with that. I think a lot of video games can like they're inspired by certain aspects of cultures. Like I definitely think Elder Scrolls was inspired by a lot of actual cultures. And like uh, I I don't know. Like I feel that like the Assassin's Creed games do like a decent yeah, job of that be, too. That'd probably be the best one. Uh, but I never played much of those. Yeah, and I'm never. I live in San Diego. It's so hard to go somewhere and be like, 
This is better than home. It's yeah. so hard. I've been, I've been all over the world. <laughs> you guys are in a bubble. Move, I've been all over like the Augusta, world. Georgia, though. and then everyone, everywhere is better. Like even Ethiopia, like or <laughs> any anywhere where people would consider bad, anywhere is better than Augusta. Yeah, he's got the opposite going on. But I've been all around the world. Uh, not all around, but a pretty a lot mm. of places. And I'm like, at the end of the day, I like it at home. Mm. How are you going to beat perfect weather? Yeah. Everybody's going to be biased for home. You know, the the Far Cry games, they also tend to pick interesting spots. They had one in Africa, one in the Himalayas, um, uh, another one in Africa, I think. I don't know. Where was the third one? That was like a tropical island. One in the 80s light show. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I I think kind of in general, though, uh, a lot of Asian culture influences games and it's had the opposite effect on me. Like I, I'm kind of burnt out on it. Like I wouldn't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think it would be crazy to go to like, um, like Japan or like, I really want to go to Japan. Color. Uh, yeah, somewhere over there. But like, I just, I get tired of that in video games. I think, I don't know, mm. be- probably cause I don't like anime. <laughs> yeah. I, I know what you're talking about though. Take a DLG field trip to to fucking Japan. Be so sick, all of our families dude. and being like all thirty of us. That'd be so sick. You plan it. I'd love it. I'll just give show me, up. Give me money and I'll make it happen. <laughs> all right. Warconius also asks which publisher had the best year uh, in terms of your own taste in games. Uh, Fun software. Oh, is that a developer or a publisher? I think they're both. Yeah. I think I think I think uh, Elden Ring just took over. This year. Wait, yeah. would Elden Ring come out this year or last year? This year. Uh, I think it was I this year. Say, I want to say this year. Is that going to be Game of the Year at the Game Awards? I haven't seen the nominations yet. Uh, yeah, it did come out this year, February. I can't think of anything right now, so I'm just going to say Fat Shark. For now. <laughs> I, I feel like that was a long time coming, too. Fat Shark has been uh, yeah. making games for a long time, and they've all been pretty good, but never... I, I don't know. They, they've been good, but they haven't, like, been probably as good as what their what um dark tide is yeah uh bobby are you gonna gonna play it or what's going on here i might play it this week we'll see so you're gonna pay for a game pass (laughs) wow um i think i can get three months on ebay for uh like 15 bucks or something you can still make that work yeah Yeah, you just gotta make sure you buy the right type of code okay yeah, I bought a code. It was one month of Ultimate for two ninety nine. That's not Pretty bad good. at all. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, the developer I <laughs> liked all year. Uh, I guess I would say uh, uh, Devolver. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about Devolver Digital. I just I really like about them. Additionally, too, like I love Tentacular. I thought that was really funny. It seemed like Cult of the Lamb was really really successful. It's true. Although I wasn't super into Cult of the Lamb myself, but I did really like Tentacular. And even like further previously, like they're the ones that made Gorn and Loop here. I mean, a lot of the games that they've made, we've talked quite a bit about. Uh, and they're just solid. I thought Weird West was fantastic too, and they came out with that this year, and that was really great. Um, and it looks like pretty soon they're going to come out with Wizard with a Gun, which we've covered as well, which looks awesome. It's supposed to be released today, and it just looks cool as well. Yep. I don't know. They're doing great. I love to see it. They're my okay. favorite publisher. They're making another Megapixel mm-hmm. game. That's scary. I didn't know there was a second one. Nobody second knows what? what that game is. Nope. 
And that's okay. okay. McPixel. Nope. Don't oh, even no. worry about it, man. Don't even worry about it. Don't <laughs> click on that link. Let's not get into it. It's a different universe. <laughs> we don't want to uh, go down that rabbit hole. We're almost, we're on the home stretch here. All right. What's everybody playing next week? Dark more Tide. Dark Tide. More WoW. Amelia, I'm you want try Dark, Dark Tide, Tide after this? I, it, dude, the, the, my entire game week was what I spent with you. Like, I didn't have much time at all this week. So if I squeeze anything in, it'll probably be Dark Tide. It, it's want- tough. It's tough playing multiplayer games when you have a baby running around. Yeah, I mean, I mean if you're not like playing after long, the podcast, me and Leslie are. It's a long commitment too. If you're saying each map takes thirty minutes, forty minutes, yeah, thirty third. minutes. Oh, I thought you were talking about babies. That's a long commitment too. <laughs> yeah, eighteen years. I didn't see one yeah, go. It's over. much more oh. than that, buddy. I guess oh, the, I the higher difficulty you go in, the more time it's going to add. So, yeah, I would say probably you know the hmm. two difficulty was yeah longer than the okay the low difficulty. Um, I will probably, I'm going to have a real busy week, but I'm probably going to check out Dark Tide. Yeah. I, why are the Steam reviews mixed? Is that just it's, technical it's problems? Technical problems. That's okay. all it is. People are also like salty. Every Warhammer game also like has these guys who are like, this is not exactly up to code in the lore. It doesn't have five tongues. It has three. That's exactly like you, like that. dude. That's exactly That's Nick. I haven't That's said, like yeah, but Nick, I don't care Nick that much. <laughs> I'm, uh, not, I'm not leaving DLG bump reviews that are bad. Sometimes some of the banter's going on, and Bobby or Nick's like, uh, "That guy wouldn't say that in real life." <laughs> uh, well, if I do play, I'm going to be skipping all that shit. Days? Yeah, I, I mean, I want to try uh, Vermintide as well. Uh, I've got a buddy that actually, like, he put 11 hours into it, and he said that like it, the content doesn't really hold, and so I kind of want to see. Yeah. What he says with that, or like what that means, or whether even I pick up on that. You know what I mean? But I got to give uh, Dark Tide a good, fair shake. Yeah. I mean, I play um, for like five, six hours, but who knows if it holds up 20 hours? Nobody knows. Or, yeah. Yeah. I, I hear that the game expands, but also kind of shrinks at the same time at level 11. Oh, fuck this. It's, like when you, it's when you start have to repeating missions. Oh, gotcha. Oh, yeah. And he was saying that, like, it gets kind of boring seeing the same mission and the same stuff with that. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I'd like to play that. I obviously haven't touched Tarkov in weeks, so I need to touch that. Uh, and then I'd like to play some VR, and it would be really fantastic to trick Deb into playing some VR as well and watch her lose her shit over virtual reality. So I'm, I'm going to sneak that in there somewhere. And one good thing about Fast Shark, too, is they support their games for years. Uh, I think, you know, the DLCs comes out for for Vermintide for a long time, and then they came out with the sequel, and yeah. that had a bunch of DLCs, so I think there'll be a lot more uh, for this, too, especially if it's, this is their biggest title. Um, yeah, so the rundown. Dungeon 100 is where you have to fight yourself when you beat the game. Um, Sub Rove is a, uh, underwater simula- simulator, 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 um, shadows over loathing is a, a, um, uh, what do you call it? A stick figure thing that's deeper than it looks. Uh, bro force has an update for the first time in years and it's going to be free. Um, 
a little to the left is a thing where you got to sort things and make them look nice till your cat fucks them up again. Um, fangs is, uh, don't worry about it. It's not good. Uh, dwarf, <laughs> dwarf, such a weird word is a tired offense game that is a little more defensive than I wanted it to be. Uh, Warhammer 40k dark tide, uh, is the bee's knees. Check it out. Um, death road to Canada. Always a good time. Very funny. Multiplayer as well. And uh, World of Warcraft, still Warcraft, but this one's not as shitty as other ones have been. All right. Now, speaking for Chris, Days, Nick, and myself, Dark Tide Tits. One's metal as a mohawk. Dun, 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 dun. Dark titties. Yeah, I got to get out of here because I'm going to get yelled at. That was like yeah. two hours, guys. Sorry. Talk to you guys later. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Oh, all right. I guess I'll stick around till the music ends. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>